sake, let's take a minute and give it up for podcasts. Am I right? Um, no, but seriously, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's literally the easiest way to make podcasts. So let me explain. One, it's free. Two, it literally gives you all the tools you need in order to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, which is amazing. Um, also, the best part, in my opinion, is that it'll distribute your podcast for you. So you can hear it on like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, literally anywhere you listen to podcasts. Pretty amazing, and you literally have to do nothing. The other thing is, you can make money from your podcast. There's no like minimum listenership required, so that's kind of cool. Um, But yeah, seriously, if you're like into podcasts and thinking about making one, I would check it out because it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Um, So yeah, go ahead, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What are you waiting for? Hello and welcome. I'm Victoria. I'm Serena and together we're from New Orleans. This show is all about women specifically no we are going to review and analyze movies that are written by directed by or starring women and we cannot wait for you to join us tune in and listen wherever you listen to podcasts or join us on youtube so as always we'll start off with first impressions of the movie um talk about what worked for the movie what didn't what we thought um, then we'll move on to the FMF, our Fuck My Friend Zone Corner. Um, we'll look at the big nine production positions and see where women um, fit into those. Then we'll rate the movie and then give some recommendations based on things that we've seen or things that we've talked about in the past. On this episode, we are going to be talking about the 2021 film, I think it's a direct to Hulu film, Plan B, directed by Natalie Morales. Um, the film follows a straight-laced high school student and her slacker best friend, played by Kuhu Varma and Victoria Morales, respectively, who have 24 hours to hunt down a Plan B pill in America's heartland. I actually don't know where that is. I can't remember where this movie takes place. Midwest, I feel like. Because <laughs> they also go to the... have no idea. I'm going to assume it's the Midwest because there's that joke that that lady is like, oh, you haven't been to the, the corn farm? He's the only guy that does, like, nut corn instead of sweet corn yeah 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 (laughs) the fact that that's like a normal thing that was like an hour from their house or whatever um yeah so the premise is like they go to the they have a party um one of the girls who has never uh, like experienced life or done anything she's like oh i just want to like do crazy things and share whatever has sex and then gets freaked out um they get denied a plan b pill at the pharmacy so that is she has sex and the condom like stays yeah, like comes off or something. She, yeah, like, she yeah, gets freaked like, out. Like when he pulls out, pulls the condom out. The yeah. condom stays in, and then she finds the next day she like goes to the bathroom and it like falls out. She's like, "Oh my god, that is so disgusting." I don't even want to know if that's like an actual thing that could happen. That's like a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible. That is a horror story. Um, honestly, I fucking love this movie. So this movie was written and directed by a woman, two different women, but it is. It's like literally fucking amazing both of the leads are um girls and also aren't white which is really cool they're both best friends the dynamic is really sweet um and i fucking was obsessed i w- i wasn't sure what to think so first impression i actually found out about this movie because i follow so i'm obsessed with kumail nanjiani who's in the new marvel's movie eternals um but i fucking love him and his wife they both like work in the industry i follow her on instagram and she posted about this movie because one of the 
the main actress was in her movie called The Big Sick. Mm-hmm. So she posted about the movie. I was like, it's a Hulu movie. Don't know what to expect. It's probably not going to be good. Da, da, da. Blew my mind easily. This is now one of my like comfort movies. It is Dude, so fucking good, good. It's so like relevant and you know like heartfelt and funny and so like entertaining. It's the best. Um, yeah, literally just uh, I'm obsessed with this movie. So I, and then I told you to watch it. I think I was like, you better watch this movie. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Because I found out about it on Instagram, and then I remember, like, sending it to a bunch of other people, and then you were like, oh my god, have you seen Plampy? And I was like, bro, I've literally been, like, thinking about watching that movie. She's like, oh my god, I have to watch it. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I was like, this is so funny. It gave me Booksmart vibes, but then I was like, I feel like it's a little bit better than Booksmart, just on, like, maybe just, like, thematically, you know? And the fact that, like, the leads again like aren't white so there's a little bit more of like a nuance for like that i understand and like get out of it that i didn't necessarily get out of Booksmart with them being two white leads yeah i definitely enjoyed this one yeah so we originally were going to talk about this one sort of like in a couplet with Booksmart. i definitely think you could double feature this one and Booksmart because um, mm-hmm. definitely the same sort of just like girls going on a road trip vibes and like well i guess in books they didn't go on a road trip but they were like sort of going on an adventure and yeah, so like in they this had one, they're like also a, going on an adventure yeah like a single night like yeah. adventure type like 24 hour time frame yeah funny <laughs> yeah and this one i feel like it was it was great in all the ways that like i felt like Booksmart was lacking it was like just right up my alley and the only thing mm-hmm. i think i was kind of like well i mean it was cool watching it but then okay so spoilers spoilers for the movie um they made um what's her name victoria morales's character um a lesbian or gay in mm-hmm. some way and she had a girlfriend or whatever um they always do that shit where they like try and trick you you know what i mean which is kind of like and i mean it definitely did because her love interest name is logan and you assume oh it's a guy and they even show you like when she gets to the concert they close up on the guy so you think it's the yeah guy. and they never um, refer to logan as she either yeah, like, the the main character um, always says, oh, I want to meet your boyfriend, I want to meet the guy, da-da-da, and she just never corrects her, um, which is, like, sort of interesting. And I, I did end up liking that, like, subplot of her not really wanting to come out and being scared, even though her friend was like, why wouldn't you tell me? Like, I'm your best friend, of course, I'll love you, da-da-da, and just, like, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because then they both end up having the secret, and she's like, why didn't, you know, she, why didn't you tell me that you slept with him, even though, da, da. so that's the whole thing, but I always think it's weird when they try and trick you, and they did that in Fear Street, too, like, in the beginning, she's yeah, like, oh, yeah, Sam, Sam, <laughs> yeah, and you see the guy, so you think that Sam is the guy, but then, of course, it's not, but, um, yeah, so that's, like, a weird thing, but then it ended up being, like, a really good movie, and I think that you can still enjoy it knowing that she's gay, and knowing that it's, like, a gay movie, um, oh, yeah, yeah. It doesn't really detract from it to know. Because I like so, that, yeah. like, her and Logan have, like, their conversation about, like, like, are you sure you're ready? Like, do you want to, like, come out to your friend right now, like, and have her meet me? Um, mm. And they talk about, like, their parents and their experience and, like, and being gay in the town that they live in was really interesting. Like, just locationally, she was like, oh my god, you're wearing that thing, like, brave. <laughs> And then she's like, mm-hmm. I've never been called brave for wearing this pin, but interesting that you would say that. Um, yeah, 
so I don't know there's like a lot of great nuance to this movie um and it's something you couldn't have gotten honestly with Booksmart because of like the fact that like okay so the main character she was afraid to like like or she was like forbidden from having sex and all that but that's something that's not really like possible with white protagonists I think because the family dynamic is different it's like you know yeah like unless they're super Christian or something which in Booksmart they weren't yeah they were like oh are you guys having lesbian sex like that was a joke in Booksmart but like it was complete opposite in this one and it's like you can feel that it's sort of that implied tension of like you know that she's not like she's doing stuff she's not supposed to do she has a party and like I was nervous because I'm like her mom is gonna like beat her ass like there's that there's that sort of added tension where it's like they're not allowed to do this kind of stuff and for the like um, the the continuing joke of the Indian mafia (laughs) I'm pretty sure every yeah like how they all know each other has some sort of like idea that's the same where it's like oh no (laughs) there's other people of color here in this like town that's mostly white jokes we all know each other only because how could you like ignore the fact that there's another person here or they're somehow connected because of just quite literally like chance because there aren't that many other people of color (laughs) and i was like that's so funny because i've definitely like like i went to high school in a predominantly white neighborhood and like i literally knew every single black kid in the school whether or not i talked to them or just knew of them because they were less than 10 of us and i was like at some point someone's gonna like someone's gonna mistake someone for someone someone's gonna think someone's dad is someone else's dad just always happens so when that indian mafia joke was so funny to me she like goes into the bowling alley and the guy's like Indian Mafia and he like pushes the white girl away and then he goes home and she's like how does my mom know this she goes damn Indian Mafia (laughs) no it's true like not only the fact that they all know each other but that they all gossip that's true because yeah that wasn't really like mm, I don't know I don't know I can't remember if we've talked about like coming out stories and just their prevalence in movies and stuff but that definitely wasn't something that Booksmart had with um Caitlin Deaver's character like she was definitely out and she just like was scared to ask a girl out which is nice in some ways, but then it was kind of interesting that this girl, you know, she's scared to tell her family and stuff, and she's from, like, a Hispanic family, um, so that was just, like, kind of an extra little thing. Yeah, and her like, dad's a pastor, <laughs> which is, like, another cool, like, I oh, guess he? layer I to add. Yeah, so he was um, a pastor, and then that other kid that the girl had sex with, he was, like, another, like, kid that went to, like, a different church, so when they talked to each mm. other in the gym in, like, the beginning of the movie, I think, um he says like oh yeah we do this thing at my church and then she's like i have literally no interest in comparing churches with you (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah yeah i think i remember that yeah 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 and so it's like it's another added layer of like because i also understand that being having like grown up in like a christian household that's gone from like super strict to like not super strict and like Mm -hmm. like totally having known like uh, being like uh, that scene in the car when she like turns on the radio and it's that like Christian song was like do it all for Jesus or something <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, she's like yeah. and they're like you know what this is an oddly good song she's like oh my god I'm so glad you said that the song slaps it's my favorite <laughs> song and she like knows all the words I'm like that that definitely is me also <laughs> because I'm like <laughs> I definitely know like a bunch of Christian music and I'm like wow this one's actually really good and then you're like are you I'm like, just objectively as music, it, it's just good. And you're like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was dying at that. That was so funny to me. 
that's so funny yeah like when they were in the car at the end like driving home yeah and then like at the end i thought it was cool that like she didn't necessarily come out to her dad but she did have the like assurance at the end because they have that conversation she goes dad could you promise me you'll never like kick me out and he's like literally why would i do that i would never kick Mm -hmm. you out he's like you could kill someone and you will always have a place here and then he makes that joke of like of course i'd have to call your tios to like help bury the body and i'd have to reconcile some things with my boss upstairs god (laughs) but like always you know and it was just like that's cool because at that moment there's like an acknowledgement of like you're my daughter and i love you and no matter what like you're here regardless of what you believe in what i believe in so it was really cool to have like that conversation but not in I get, there's like a lot of subtext to that to that conversation like and the understanding between like like the idea of like religion and like acceptance and family and the like intersections of all of those yeah it was like a really emotionally intense scene like that one specifically um i just remember being like this like the tension is so high in this scene even though like maybe to some people it was just like oh she's gonna come out or whatever like maybe some people are desensitized to that or they've just seen so many in media or they just I don't know I just recognized something I was like this is gonna go down like I was really nervous like when that scene came around and then to have that like really heartfelt reaction it was like um Mm -hmm. really powerful I was like overwhelmed I was like whoa the fact that they did this and it felt genuine and it was kind of nice I think it's nice to not always like have it be realistic um that movie pariah i don't know if you've seen that movie oh that fucked me up and i mean it's real (laughs) people go through that kind of stuff when Mm -hmm. they come out and that kind of stuff like god damn that shit was like intense to watch like if you're watching that that's all you're doing all day because it like goes hard on your psyche Mm -hmm. um so it's nice to have movies like this that are they offer relief instead of just here's yeah. another reality check for you you know yeah it's like we don't need a reality check because this air actually reality so <laughs> I, I <laughs> like know. i get that like straight people might need that reality check but like um this is like an everyday thing for us i know and maybe some people it's good like for the re- relatability and also just yeah. you know yeah like to not to not act like it's not happening you know it's mm-hmm. it's good for that sort of it has that sort of value um, but then this one specifically, I like that. And then at the end, he's like, he sees the little rainbow pin, and he's like, nice pin. And it's just, like, nice. Like, they don't expi- explicitly have it be an, a coming out scene, but then you, yeah. you feel, like, satisfied. You're like, oh, she's going to be safe. Yeah. She, it's going to be it's fine. Like, yeah, because I guess there's also that that um, thing with, like, she doesn't have to come out. <laughs> you know, like, the mm-hmm. the whole idea of, like, coming out in general and, like, all of that and it being kind of maybe the same like idea of like in love simon who's like why do why do gay people have to come out why don't straight people come out kind of a thing Mm -hmm. so i thought it was nice that they were able to like have the conversation and be like cool with each other knowing that each one probably has their own subtext behind it and like knowing that there's like a deeper thing happening but without forcing anyone to say anything (laughs) or like Mm -hmm. and like the fact that she felt safe to do it without having to come out, you know? Mm-hmm. Because that's, like, also not exactly something that a lot of people get, but it was really nice to see, especially on screen. 
Yeah, I think just overall, because I remember having an issue with Booksmarts, like, the way that they had conflict. So, like, there was that scene where they're at the party, and they're, like, pissed at each other, da da And I remember kind of dragging that scene because I was, like, it kind of came out of nowhere. Like, I feel like they didn't really build up the tension or, like, do anything like this, da da But I feel like with Booksmart, um, maybe just because, I don't know if this, I would say the stakes were higher. It felt like they were, though, even though they kind of had a similar, um experience where they were just like it seemed that every place they went they like didn't make any progress um it definitely felt when the truck went missing and Mm. um it was her fault or whatever when the main character just blew up at her that felt super justified and like yeah 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 i think the stakes were higher because and like she felt like they were yeah, and, like, the they did a good job of having the main character try to, like, be like, this is a big deal, but then also being like, okay, but, like, it's not the end of the end until they get to the Planned Parenthood and it's closed down and she, like, breaks down. Because this whole time she's trying to be like, no, it's not that big of a deal. And we're yeah. like, no, it, it is that big of a deal. Like, this is your future. Everything is depending on this. And that's, like, a reality for so many women, like, all the time. <laughs> And so it was really interesting to see, like, how only at certain moments does she, like, allow herself to get, like, stressed about it. <laughs> There's, like, the initial time that she gets stressed, and then they're like, okay, but, like, it's fine. We'll, we'll figure something out. We'll do it. Whatever. Because that's just the reality of being a woman nowadays is, like, okay, you know what? It's fine. I don't have time to, like, freak out or have, like, emotions about this. I just have to fix it. And yeah and so i thought it was really cool that she and she as an actress did an amazing job too at like doing the like back and forth of being like super stressed out but then being like no 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 it's cool it's cool and then like you know <laughs> going <laughs> like it was it was great that scene where she breaks down at the planned parenthood oh my, oh my god gosh. i literally watched that like so many times like it was just like it was perfect it was perfect it was such it was so raw and visceral and it was just like when she starts crying she's like i just want my mom i just want my mom whatever yeah (gasps) so good oh that was such a good scene oh my god it was like the perfect like climactic moment i know Um, that was amazing yeah and then in the end of course her mom is is accepting as well which is really sweet um yeah honestly yeah just like made up for a lot of the things that i or issues that i had with Booksmart. i can't remember some of the other stuff that i said i think that was mainly it it mm-hmm. was just the fact that like Booksmart kind of lacked a little bit of that like nuance that like yeah we would have you know wanted and that could have yeah. been given but just because of like the dynamics of the people making it we didn't get (laughs) yeah like i think booksmart you could you could have it on in the background and not really miss anything or you could kind of be talking to people and not really miss anything whereas this one i feel like if you're tuned in the whole time you get details like the whole time yeah you get Um, like new details and like even like funnier jokes like i watched Mm -hmm. it originally and then i was like oh this is really funny and then i watched it again and like didn't even realize that they made this great plan b joke in the beginning of the movie (laughs) like when she when she finds out that like the condom was inside of her and she's like the condom fell out and she's like oh my god what do i do and then she's like um i i we could uh she's like punch me in the stomach and she's like that's not how it works (laughs) (laughs) like you have to be already pregnant in order for that to work um but then like 
they're like trying to figure out what to do and she's like uh we go to the pharmacy get you a plan b pill and she's like is there like an alternative and she goes you mean like a, a plan b <laughs> so <laughs> stupid but so funny and then it just crash cuts to them at the, at the pharmacy and i was like i i can't that was so funny <laughs> yeah their dynamic was really really good i really liked the the contrast of like the like well i don't know if the main character is like a nerd but then well it was it just felt really real the way that we were like oh booksmart did a really good job making them just like seem like real high schoolers or they had like a real you know nice dynamic or whatever i Mm -hmm. i definitely feel that way about the characters in this movie they just felt so much like it was so like colloquial and down to earth and it felt like i don't know it was it was adorable and relevant in a way that wasn't like so TikTok and they didn't like drop a bunch of like Gen Z references and that kind of <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, like very there wasn't easily any could weird, have. Like, it wasn't yeah, like it euphoria was... language. <laughs> Is that how they're in euphoria? Oh, dude, God. euphoria when they talk, it's so dumb. It's like oh, dude, no one talks God. like that. Like it's people that think that they know how young people talk and then oh, going completely overboard. It's pretty yeah, funny. There's definitely like TikToks that make fun of it, and it's if you haven't seen them, I definitely would recommend watching them because they're great. It has like young people written by old people, like you can tell, right? Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. I definitely feel like it, like it really felt like they were just talking. It didn't feel like lines. Yeah, they were just chilling. Yeah, it was definitely like credit to the actors for that, and um, I mean the writing was just really good. Yeah, I also like di- when they both get a happy ending. Just she actually yeah. gets to like kiss the dude that she's like in love with, and he's like cool. <laughs> he's adorable. <laughs> when they're like sitting in the thing, I was like, this is actually a great like like first date like scene because a lot of times it's more of like a like a they get along because of something like quirky, but they had that element, but with the deeper element of she's going through crap, she needs to talk about it, but no one's really asked her like how she's doing and this is the first time she actually gets to say like how she's doing what she's feeling yeah but it's like in the context of like she's not talking to him she's talking to a waffle i know that was kind of (laughs) weird with a french accent (laughs) a belgian waffle thing and i was like precious and i was like wow that's that that relationship's gonna go far (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he was really cute. It was cute that they were both into like the same geeky shit. I can't remember. Yeah, like their anime, anime or obsessions. something. Yeah, that was so cute. <laughs> they're like, you're, we're gonna kiss before you get out, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah. Because like, <laughs> they're so cute. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. So that was a good movie. Um, yeah, I, it was perfect. Well, it was uh, like everything I would want from like, I don't know if you would call it a rom com. I don't know what kind of movie you would call it, but that was like that's like my book smart the way that people because i know people a lot of people really did enjoy book smart and that is like their heart oh, yeah. movie but like the way that i the way that those people feel about book smart i feel about this movie i think that it was just perfect it almost had kind of like the same premise it's like two k- kids that aren't really that cool want to be cool yeah. for a night or whatever and then they I'd say it's quite literally book smart but brown <laughs> pretty much it's pretty literally Booksmart but brown. <laughs> And yeah, it's amazing, because... and I think that if you watch Booksmart, you definitely should watch this movie, because you will enjoy it. 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, people that like Booksmart will like it. People that didn't like Booksmart will like it. It's just perfect. It's like a perfect movie. Whoever, it's like great. the people behind this movie did such a good job, and I would love yeah. to see more movies like this. And especially since it was like a straight-to-Hulu film, like it doesn't mm. feel like one of those movies. Like, you know how there's like straight-to-Netflix, straight-to-Hulu <sighs> films that are kind of like, like even just like with the way that the lighting is and like the quality of like the camera, like you feel like it's low-budget this yes. one doesn't feel like that at all yes. like it's it's amazing <laughs> i love this I movie totally agree. yeah i totally agree with that there's so many netflix movies that i'm yeah like the plot could be like well i don't even know even the netflix plots are kind of hit or miss but yeah you can <laughs> tell like with the the way it's shot and this and that it's like oh this is such a netflix movie like they're just busting out anything honestly yeah like this, this honestly one like, feels amazing. like it was like like it should have been like a, a limited release like indie movie or something you know like i would have wanted to see this money. in theaters and maybe yeah, they were going to but like covid and everything but i would have loved to watch this movie in theaters yeah i totally would have too i definitely would have it would have done really well i think it's a really really good movie i don't know well okay i don't know if it's rated r or not maybe not if it was rated r there is um penis warning there is a penis in it so oh yeah that was it's nasty, rated but... TVMA. <laughs> is it really? Because it's straight to TV, theoretically. Oh, really? What the? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's still kind of. I don't know if it would if it was released for theaters. Would that be enough? Was that is that rated R basically, or would that be PG thirteen? Yeah, that'd be like rated R. Okay, yeah. So it'd be like rated R. Probably wouldn't have made as much. The penis and which one? Yeah, no, it's just rated R. A lot of movies I've yeah. seen with penises in them. <laughs> Definitely no, just I know because <laughs> it kind of sucks because like people that are younger, like I think rated R, you have to be what like eighteen. People that are younger yeah, could totally watch this movie. Like they would totally watch it and like it, but because it's rated R, they like wouldn't be able to go see it in the theater, which sucks. So yeah, yeah, just because of one penis. So that kind of liability. I know it's just just like dumb. I'm, That's like, interesting. They, yeah, because they, like horror seen movies. Penises before. Like yeah, it's it's quite literally just because the the like studio. If someone like watches a movie that's like above the like rating that they're allowed to, and they like sued the studio for like trauma or something, oh, it would be God. like the studio's fault, and the studio would like take movies away from like movie theaters, and then movie theaters like wouldn't be able to show movies. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's ridiculous, but <laughs> that's just like. <laughs> fun fact for a movie theater that's just one of the things so i also was like why though they're like like that movie is totally acceptable for like a 17 year old to watch and then you're yeah. like oh they can't watch it because if they get traumatized they're not legally allowed to be watching this movie the theater would get in trouble and then they could sue the studio for like trauma it's just like really weird to me because i remember reading something like oh, this is years ago but i want to believe that it's still relevant because I think it's relevant, but that the MPAA, right, that makes the ratings for movies, um, over the decades has been cracking down more on sexual activity on screen and and sexual explicitness versus Mm -hmm. violence, like gun violence. Yeah, 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 they have. Passes the filter easily. They'll be like, yeah, we don't care about shooting blood, this, that, whatever. Very, very lax with it, but over the years has gotten increasingly more strict with like sexual like nudity and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but not even that's the thing honestly i'll clarify not even sexual activity but nudity which is like 
literally they could just be like standing there naked and it's like immediately rated r which is just like really yeah. strange for me because in this movie it's not even sexually explicit the guy just like has his dick out but like that <laughs> that would make it radar but it's like you know it's like why are we like i don't know not like criminalizing but almost kind of because if you're if you're involving litigation it makes it sound like it's like against the law that his penis was like in the movie but it's like you know k- kids aren't idiots like i don't know i just think that it's weird that they're making it normal to see like people die but then you can't see a dick that's really weird i don't know that's yeah it's thing. because our culture is like overtly sexualized and yet we want to pretend that we're not it's yeah the suppression it's of just it's like weird it's just one of those like, things you know because it's like in yeah. in other countries they aren't as like yeah like taboo about sex and yeah. they end up having better like sex relations between like people and like an understanding of like like the body and the body mm-hmm. outside of sex <laughs> because yeah. here in america we see the body and we just automatically think oh body equals sex when there's so much more to the body than sex but that's Agreed. that's a very large conversation <laughs> i know i just think that's unfortunate because it affects like you said like the way that people like mm-hmm. view that kind of stuff and the way people are yeah. affected by it and the whole thing it has such a big cultural impact what like the film industry decides to do yeah and even and like so the violence on screen is like something that attributes yeah. often to like like squid game squid game was super violent kids ended up watching squid game even though they're like oh they probably shouldn't watch squid game like it's kind of violent <laughs> yeah. and then they had literal reenaction re reenactions <laughs> they had literal children trying to reenact squid game on the playground and they're like like shooting this is so it. wrong this is not right and they're like dude yeah what the heck like it it obviously has an impact on kids and how they think about things and like it's it's proven time and time again but yeah there's again a much larger conversation that we could be having on these i know it's just like the surface yeah it just yeah it just sucks that yeah people deny the cultural impact of a media but it's very real but yeah yeah so if this one back to the topic if this one got released in theaters it sucks because a very large target audience for this movie would not be able to see it so it wouldn't make a lot of money and then therefore people would be like oh that kind of stuff bombs and doesn't do well which really sucks because if it had gotten a pg-13 it would have been like and then released in theaters it would have done so well like Mm. my like people i know would fucking love it One other thing about this movie that I thought was interesting, just like another nuance that it had because the main characters were brown, was I feel like it kind of captured that, like, is I don't know if, like, you felt this, but I've definitely felt it from, like, me and, like, my friends when we, like, were in high school and having that, like, feeling of, like, being less mature than other people because we, like, weren't allowed to, like explore like that if that makes sense (laughs) like we didn't have the regular high school coming of age experience Mm -hmm. because like Mm -hmm. like we weren't allowed to have sex we weren't allowed to have boyfriends it was about studying like Mm -hmm. things like that that often tends to be like a cultural thing Mm -hmm. and i thought it was cool that this movie also had like she was dealing with that but then also like the queerness of it as well whereas like Mm -hmm. a lot of queer children don't get to explore their sexualities in high school or get their like coming of age in high school and i think that they did a good job of like allowing them to still have it but Mm -hmm. also kind of acknowledging the fact that like theoretically 
compared to a lot of like high school movies, they're seniors, I believe, junior seniors, which in general is like considered to be a late time for people to be having their first encounters, even though yeah. it's not uncommon for people to have those encounters way after like high school and college. Right. Like well into their twenties, especially if they're queer or brown. <laughs> yeah. Or either because of just like how they're raised and like what the priorities are. Yeah. Um, just like at a cultural level. So I thought that was yeah. really interesting that they like also had that nuance added there. Yeah, no, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I think it's really crazy because I remember, like, I think it, I was, like, 16 or 17 when I had my first boyfriend and stuff, and I was, like, oh, my God, I'm so late. Like, I like there, I knew so many people that were on, their, like, their fifth boyfriend and all this stuff, but now I'm, like, dude, that's a child. 16 yeah, I'm, like, they're literal children. children. <laughs> yeah. It's I'm, like, crazy. I don't think I dated, I didn't date anyone until 19. I also wasn't really interested. I feel that. probably no, has honestly, a lot same. to do with the asexual slash the asexual slash considering a romantic part of me but like i didn't date i literally did not want to date anyone until i was in until i was like 19 okay no i i did ask feel that i think like most of my like up until that point i had never had an interest i was just like people aren't interesting to me i just don't have an interest i yeah, don't want to like, date anybody i was just like not i also was like what the heck are we gonna do we're freaking 16 we're gonna like go get ice cream i could do that yeah, with anyone I mean, fuck it why would yeah. I want to do that? Why is this special? <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I was like, what are we going to do? <laughs> like, your mom's going mean, to drive us to the movie theater? That's so awkward. <laughs> that's true. That's awkward. <laughs> I was like, are we going to go get juice boxes at the sandbox and just, like, hang out? Like, <laughs> You're making fun of your own relationships. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why Why are all these kids dating? Like, what are they doing? <laughs> I was like, they're just why, hanging out say. with their parents. Like, that's so awkward. <laughs> I will say I was also in addition to like not having a boyfriend or anyone that in in high school, I also like didn't have a car, didn't have this or that. Exactly, money, like I couldn't drive until I was eighteen. I well, I knew a lot of people that did. I knew a lot of people that had jobs, had cars, would go and do stuff all night, no curfew and stuff like that. So I was like, yeah. those people are dating. Those Dude, our town had a curfew. Oh <gasps> no way! Wait, where? Yeah, like you couldn't be out past ten. That's crazy. I'm sure. Yeah. So like, if you were out past ten, like you really couldn't get pulled over as a kid, like someone, because like you could be. Yeah, it was kind of ridiculous. <gasps> That's crazy. Okay. But then like That's I also did happened. sports my entire high school like time, and so I was like, any free time I have, I'm using it to take a nap. Like I'm That's tired. <laughs> I was like, yeah, my body was tired, and honestly, they do not talk about how physically hard it is to be like a high school athlete like when <laughs> your high school is like good at sports like mm. bro they talk about like how bad it is in college but that that stuff starts in high school <laughs> that stuff starts in high school you'd be out there every single day having like two hour practices and then you have like to do the extra pe on top of that and you're like okay that's like four hours that i was just sprinting like my body mm. can't do this every day like you were like excited for game days like when you actually had to go and compete because you got a break like that's ridiculous and like i have so <laughs> many residual injuries from that like oh, oh my goodness high school high school's whack oh, bro yeah. <laughs> yeah. what is high school what is that experience <laughs> i know it's, it's funny because yeah these kinds of movies are like i don't know it makes me like oh like i remember being in high school da -da, even though in the reality it sucked so bad but then seeing these kinds yeah, of movies, I was movies, like, no I think... one likes high school. Well, maybe some people yeah. do. It was like high school forever people. Uh, yeah. 
definitely not me. They, like, go back to their high school, like, after they've graduated college, and they're like, OMG. You guys are so cute. I remember when I was in high school, and we're like, maybe? Goodbye. Get out of high school. (laughs) No one likes high school. I pretend I never went to it. I just skipped ahead. Yeah, Yeah, I never did that. That didn't happen. I was like, why would I want to go back? (laughs) I still, like, I've had to go back to, like, pick up my siblings from high school, and I'm like, I hate this. Yeah, (laughs) I don't want to see anybody. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, but the movies like this make me think, like, oh, I don't know, it could have been cute, but no, it wasn't. No. I have to remember. I can't let these movies trick me into romanticizing shit. Like, into romanticizing high school. That's the power of this movie. Yeah. The power I of this know. movie is like, oh, it'd be so fun. Da, da, da. But no, that's not They happening. should petition yeah. to have coming of age movies that are coming of age movies after high school. <laughs> like, this is. Yeah. I want. I want to see that. That's what I want. Me too. I want coming of age after high school because these high school Same. coming of age, it's not realistic for me. I'm sorry. I don't think yeah. it's realistic for half the population, to be honest. Yeah, that's, yeah, definitely true. Because you definitely, even if you do have it in high school, you have another one later on. Once yeah, you, you have another that your high school one. self wasn't you. Yeah. You have another one. Yeah. Like, so. you have like a pre coming of age and then you have an actual coming of age. <laughs> <laughs> when you realize, yeah. oh crap, we're adults now. Yeah. They didn't tell me anything about this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Someone well someone maybe yes should make should make the movie. (laughs) Oh shit. Yeah. Let me just get out of my coming of age and then we'll make a movie about it. Yeah, let me finish my (laughs) coming of age and then I'll (laughs) still happening. Okay, so for FML. There like weren't that many prominent dudes in this. There were like the two. Oh, I guess in Xander. The two. The one she has sex with, the one that we think is precious, and then the one that is on drugs that they hit with their car. Okay. Or we could do the drug dealer penis guy, but... Uh, who? Okay, so I think the cute guy is Hunter, right? Yes. The one that wears a cardi in the PE. <laughs> oh, I think so. Michael Provost. Okay, so Hunter. We're gonna do Hunter, the cute guy. Who's Xander? Is he the drug dealer? No, he was the one. He was the lead singer of the band. Oh, who's Andy? That's the nerd guy. I think. Yeah, who's I that? think he's the. Andy's the guy she has sex with. Yeah. Okay. And then. Do we just do those three? Yeah. Do you want to do... Okay, so Xander, Andy, and then... Oh, there's Kyle. Is Kyle the drug dealer? He's the drug dealer. Okay. I don't want to do him. (laughs) I think. (laughs) I don't want to do him either. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, so for FMF, we'll do Hunter, Xander, lead singer, and then Andy, the guy that she has sex with. Okay. So, like, friend zone, Andy 100%. Mary, Hunter have sex with Xander I think same <laughs> I was like this one's easy let's go yeah because definitely I don't know it's just how it is yeah sorry Xander's Andy. cute but he's a mess yeah Hunter's adorable 
Yeah, Xander was the one that like told her to steal the car. So he's a dick bag, but he's really hot. So no, he stole the car. <laughs> oh, he did, but she was just there. He like straight up stole it and had the keys on him, and she was like in the car, oh. and she was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> oh, makes sense. Okay. And then his friend gave him those drugs, and then and he, he was tripping the whole yeah, time. Yeah, he was like off his shits. Um, he's insane, but like, super paranoid. The sex would probably bang. So, and then the other guy is it would be a cute husband. He's really cute. Yeah, and he's annoying. <laughs> he kept blowing up her phone. It's like, bitch, take a hint. <laughs> <laughs> she hit it and he's quit like, I'm it. sorry I freaked out. <laughs> and he what? He's like, I'm sorry I freaked out. <laughs> he's so rude. He's like, but God forgives, and I think we're going to be okay. Oh, Which also was precious. so bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're crazy. I was like, that's kind of precious, the fact that he's like, not like, an asshole <laughs> oh yeah i guess so because yeah. like he gives off the vibe that he would be like he would be the one that like has premarital sex and then it's like omg i'm so wrong for this and then would like blame her for it oh yeah i guess so yeah i don't know even she still declined his call so i don't know he was weird yeah he's just a weird kid yeah. it's like it's <laughs> like, not I that don't... serious <laughs> For him, it was. And for him to, to come full circle like that, I think, is a is good. It's good. His development. Yeah, it's, it's development. Alright, and then for big nine, um, it's a mixed bag. So, but I'm honestly not too bad. So for the director, um, she was a woman. There were a few writers um, for this movie, but the first one credited is a woman so um it's a win i'm counting it and i think that yeah i i think that it i don't know even even if it had a lot of like male influence i definitely think it was still a good story um yeah and the female influence was prevalent yeah it was it was really respectful and i think it was it was really you know it it didn't treat the characters like like air quotes women if that makes sense you could definitely tell yeah. that they were just making characters you know yeah um, like they were people yeah they were just like two little two besties so that, which hysterically funny. enough we have to we almost always credit women for writing women as people instead of how men will write women as objects and characters <laughs> that's true we can we can talk shit about men too that ever happens again. Oh, yeah. Um, so editor was a man. <laughs> was man. Cinematographer, women involved. Sound, none. Costumes, yes. Um, and makeup and art direction, no. And then I think I couldn't find the credit for um, the composer. I don't know who the composer was for this movie, but there was no one credited. So we, actually, yeah, today we have a big eight. I like that they had peaches in the soundtrack. I thought, I was like, eh. Peaches. <laughs> peaches. I was like, lol. <laughs> Someone that's queer probably had something to do with that. <laughs> I was like, there's a very niche demographic that will single out the fact that that's a peaches song. <laughs> and it will mean a lot to them. <laughs> okay. Um, what would you rate it? I, I love this movie, yeah. Is it? Hmm. Dang. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, 
I might give it a 10 out of 10. <gasps> Yo! Is this your first 10 out of 10? I think it's the podcast's first 10 out of 10. <gasps> yeah, that's what I mean. Yo! Wow, that's crazy. Such, um, such a good movie. I definitely think it would be... Okay, I want to say 9 out of 10. I really like this movie. Yeah. And, like, I can't think of anything that I would change. I think the the way that they did that whole thing where they were, like, try to trick you into thinking she's straight and just that whole sort of thing. I don't know. That was, like, <laughs> kind of weird. I don't think that's going to, like, age well, if that makes sense. Like, in the future, I'm sure that there's not going to be a lot of those anymore where... Because it's, it's playing off oh, of yeah, the assumption. Oh, yeah, because definitely, like, time-wise, right now, that's, like, a we're playing on the fact that people assume assuming people are straight, people are straight yeah. is the default. Yeah. But, so, yeah, eventually, hopefully, that won't be the case. Yeah, and so I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to watch, like, that's going to be a movie in 20 years. Our kids are going to be like, wow, they really would try to trick you and do that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So... <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, and it's like, oh, yeah, it might yeah. just be like a time thing. Because yeah. it's nice that they're calling it out, yeah. but also, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's fine. I mean, it's great for it, what it is, and I appreciate it for what it is, and I'm happy. But I think that's just the one thing. And it's like, hey, I hate when they try and, like, trick you. I hate when movies try to do that. It's like, bitch, fuck you. I don't know. It's like, it's weird. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that's the only thing I think. But 9 out of 10. Definitely recommend. And then um, you had some recommendations. Did you want to mention those? Yes, I definitely have recommendations. Um, I have quite a few, actually. Okay, maybe not like quite a few, but I think they're all really great, so everyone needs to watch every single film that I'm about to say. <laughs> um, I would recommend Kajillionaire. Amazing. Amazing movie. We have to talk about it. On also a female director, somewhere. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we both thought of Dope. I love that movie. Like, from a while That's ago, like I was like, this yeah. kind of has dope vibes. <laughs> um, obviously, Booksmart is, like, the comparison to this movie, so, like, you know, give it a watch. Um, I want to say also uh, Little Woods. Definitely, like, a darker, more serious topic, um, but the dynamics and, like, the, the realness of, um, I guess, like, sexual health and the realities of what that looks like in the U.S. It's got the same, like, theme. I feel like there was one more. Was there one more? Um, I think that's it. I don't really watch movies like this, because I <laughs> want them to be this good, so if there's ever another I know movie there, that was this You good. always want them to be like, like this one. Yeah. Oh, actually, I would recommend the movie Summertime. Um, definitely a little bit more of, like, an indie indie type movie i don't know that's where true actually to watch yeah. it that would actually um, yeah but it like me. also kind of takes place in like the single day uh it has a bunch of different narratives uh it's it's told through like poetry so it's kind of cool um very artistic but i think that it also has a similar vibe of like coming of age in like a city and being a a kid slash teenager uh, coming into like adulthood it's it's really good yeah and then we are done um thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast in this episode 
Um, definitely follow us on our social medias. We've got TikTok, Instagram, at Femnoir Podcast. Um, yeah, talk to us, DM us, reach out to us. We love getting interaction with you guys. <laughs> it's really fun. Um, so yeah, feel free to do so. Um, and yeah, have a great rest of your day, night, week, month, year, you know. <laughs> Until next time. You better have a good time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, Bye. Until next time. Bye.